Everyone, it's good to be with you in the house of the Lord today. Let's uh, turn in your copy of God's Word this morning to one of the grandest psalms of the ages here in Psalm 139. And uh, this is a chief psalm written to the musician by King David. So in your copy of God's Word, if you're in Psalm 139, it's a prayer and a praise to God of the universe whose amazing character, sovereignty, and intricate involvement in, is displayed in every aspect of David's life. David knew that he was just an instrument in the hands of an almighty God. Psalm 139. O oh Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know my setting down and my rising up. You understand my thought afar off. You can comprehend my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word on my tongue, but behold, O Lord, you know it all together. You have hedged me behind and before and laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me, and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall fall on me, even the night shall be light about me. Indeed, the darkness shall not hide from you, but the night shines as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to you. For you formed me in my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance, being yet unformed. And in your book they, are all, they were written, or all written. All, excuse me. And in your book they all were written, the days fashioned for me, when as yet there were none of them. How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God! How great is the sum of them! If I should count them, they would be more in number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with you. Oh, that you would slay the wicked, O God! Depart from me, therefore, ye bloodthirsty men, for they speak against you wickedly. Your enemies take your name in vain. Do I not hate them, O Lord, who hate you? And do I not loathe those who rise up against you? I hate them with perfect hatred. I count them mine enemies. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties. And see if there is any wicked way in me, and lead me in the path, in the way of everlasting. Let us look to the Lord in prayer. Our Father in heaven, we bow in your presence, Lord realizing our sm our, how small and insignificant creatures we are.
but in the hands of Almighty God, we can be used for your honor and glory to accomplish those things in our lives that you would have us to accomplish. Help us to set goals, Lord. Help us to follow your paths and your instructions. Lead us in the way of righteousness. Father, we know that you are all righteous and almighty and all powerful. And we know that you work in our lives in every detail. We ask for your help. We ask for your strength. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. King David exalts the Lord throughout this psalm, acknowledging the Lord's omniscience, omniscience in verses 1 through 6. God knows everything about him as one of his, as one, of one of his creations, and more importantly, one of his redeemed children. Nothing in David's past, present, or future is hidden from him. In verses 7 through 12, we see that David reveals that God's, that God's presence is everywhere. His omnipresence provides aids and direction for and through David's life. He is absolutely surrounded by God's divine presence everywhere he goes. Then in verses 13 through 18, David beautifully displays the Lord's omnipotence, which is woven into every fine detail of his life. David then requests in verses 19 through 22 for God to subdue his enemies who are also the enemies of, of God as well. And then David concludes this psalm by pouring his heart out and soul out to the Lord to become the person God wanted him to be in the final two verses of this psalm, verses 23 and 24. So first of all, let's look at this awesome characteristic of the Lord's omniscience depicted here in Psalm 139, verses 1 through 6. Let's read those six verses again. O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know my setting down and my rising up. You understand my thought afar off. You comprehend my path and my lying down and are acquainted with my, all my ways. For there is not a word on my tongue, but O Lord, you know it all together. You have hedged me behind and before and laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. God is thoroughly involved in David's life. He knows the good, the bad, and the ugly, so we might say. Nothing about David's life is hidden or comes as a, as a surprise to God. David's life is an open book before the Lord. God knows everything I do, David says. You know when I sit down, and you know when I rise up. From daybreak till dark, and even in your sleep, even your dreams, God knows. God knows everything, even before we know, and before we think of it, God knows. It is amazing the knowledge of God, and how much knowledge that he has. And it's mind-boggling that God is so great that he knows everything before it happens. It is amazing. God knows everything. I think, and 
It says there that you know my thoughts before I even think them. Knowledge that is unsurpassed and greater than any other. God knows everywhere I go, David proclaims. You comprehend my path and my lying down and are intimately acquainted with all my ways. David just doesn't live a life of ease and, and uh, a life where he's just going about his business. No, David's life is set on God's plan and God's way of righteousness. And God moves and involves himself in David's life so much that he leads him in the direction that God wants him to go. God also knows everything we say. David said, even before there's a word on my tongue, God knows every detail. So, our thoughts some kind, sometimes slay us. So how can we fix our thoughts? How can we fix those things that come into our mind that just turn us in the wrong direction, lead us in the wrong way. We studied about it all throughout Vacation Bible School. Put on the whole armor of God so that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Infiltrate your life. Put on the garments of the righteous God. Hide your words in, his, in your heart so that you might not sin against him. Put on God's entire army, armor so that we might be better equipped for his service. That is how we guard our tongues and guard our lives by, by infiltrating and by placing God first in our lives. God uses this divine knowledge also to provide a hedge of protection around his servant David. Held in the protective hands of an almighty God. And this God does not slumber. He does not sleep. He's watching over David 24-7. Seven days a week, 52 weeks a year, for a lifetime. And for eternity on. God is involved in David's life and is watching over him. David also sees that God has such miraculous and intimate knowledge and is truly beyond his comprehension. Says, such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. God's ways and God's thoughts are not as our ways and our thoughts. They are too high for us to understand. So, with that, know that God is going to work out the best plan for our lives. We need to follow his direction. He's working in and among our lives to work out the best lives for us. But we have to commit our lives to him. Secondly, in Psalm 139, verses 7 through 12, King David found himself surrounded and protected by the omnipresence of his Lord. Let's read again verses 7 through 12. 
Where can I go from your spirit, or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me, and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall follow me, even the night shall be my light about me. Indeed, the darkness shall not hide from you, but the night shines as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to you. God's presence is truly everywhere. David asked rhetorical questions in verse 7. Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? Affirming in verse 8 that this life, death, that in his life and in his death and in eternity, God is there. God is present. Verse 9, if I sail with the best winds of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea. And verse 10, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. In verses 11 and 12, David is explaining that no darkness or veil can hide us from God. Not even thickest of night. The creator of light easily penetrates the deepest darknesses. Darkness causing the night to shine as the day. Can you imagine that? God can penetrate the deepest darkness causing the night to shine as the day. The darkness and light are both alike to, to, to God. God's omnipresence engulfs the entire universe, even into the darkest crevices. Thirdly, read again with me verses 13 and 18, which describes the almighty power of God, God's omnipotent power in creating him and sustaining him and, rec and recording the events of his life before he was ever born. Can you imagine that? God had already recorded his life's events before he was ever born. Read again with me, verses 13 through 18. For you formed me, my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed, and in your book they, are all, they were all written. The days fashioned for me when I was yet there with none of them. How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God. How great is the sum of them. If I should count them, they would be more in number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with you. God's omnipotent power is displayed throughout this song. And in these verses we see that David was intricately formed from the, his mother's womb and designed and formed from his mother's womb. And he was set apart for God's honor and for God's glory to work his life according to God's plan and according to God's will. Are you working your lives? Are we working our lives according to God's plan and God's will for our lives? Do we realize that each day, each moment, each week is all 
already worked out in God's eyes. Now we know we have difficulties. We know we have trials. But to understand that God is working in those difficulties. God is working in those trials. God is working in our lives. And he cares deeply for each and every one of us as children of the Most High God. David says, I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works and that my soul, I've seen them. I know all about them. You protected me and watched over me through my, my, throughout my lifetime. And I'm going to continue to serve a God who is so great and is so mighty and so involved in my life. It says, my frame was not hidden from you. When I was made in secret and scarcely wrought in the lowest parts of the earth, your eyes saw my substance being unformed. And this is the best part right here, these verses. And in your book, they, were all, they all were written. So everything about God's life, or excuse me, everything about David's life was already written, was already fashioned. And he knew everything that David would do. He knew that David would fall with Bathsheba that, that time in his life. That period in his life when he would fall in sin. But he also knew that David would get on his knees and bow before a holy God and say, God, forgive me for what I've done. Forgive me of my sins and my trespasses. Blot out my iniquities. Create within me a right heart. Create within me a clean spirit. Make me so that I can serve you again. Yes, David had a mighty God who protected and watched over him and never failed him and never forsake him, forsook him even when David forsook God. The days fashioned for me when as yet they were none of them. How precious also are your thoughts to me. God's ways to you are mighty and precious. He wants the best for his children. He has planned the best for our, his children. Sometimes we mess up the plans. Sometimes we do. If we would just follow God's laws and his commandments and do what God says to do, our lives would just flow so much easier and be so much better. But even in that, God's there for us, always. He's always there. And he's, all, he's there to better us. He's there to make us better people and better servants to him. So why are we made? We're made for a purpose. What is that purpose? To serve an almighty God. That is our purpose. Psalm 139, verses 19 through 22. Let's read those verses again. Oh, that you would slay the wicked, O God. Depart from me, therefore, you bloodthirsty men, for they speak against you wickedly. Your enemies take your name in vain. Do I not hate them, O Lord, who hate you? 
And do I not loathe those who rise up against you? I hate them with perfect hatred. I count them mine enemies. God is moving on the behalf of David's enemies as well as on the behalf of his own enemies. Those who defile the God of heaven, God is moving against. The one true Jehovah God with the one true Jehovah God is dealing with those false gods and idol worshipers that David's having to deal with as his enemies. God is working. God is moving mightily. And God will take care of those things that need to be taken care of. God will take care of David's enemies and do it mightily. God will take care of David, even in the rough circumstances that he oftentimes has to go through. With King Saul threatening his life, throwing a spear at him twice. With King Saul marching against David and trying to follow and catch him and kill him. God was there protecting and watching over him. Even when his son Absalom rose up against him and wanted to overthrow his kingdom, God was there moving in David's life and had not forsaken him, forsaken him and was moving on David's behalf. We could say so much more about that, but let's move on to Psalm 139, looking at and closing with the last two verses of that psalm. Psalm 139, verses 23 and 24. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties. And see if there is any wicked way in me. And lead me in the way everlasting. David is praying to be totally surrendered to the Lord's will and the direction for his life. David is on his knees and he's earnestly praying, God, not my will be done, but help me to do your will in my life. Help me to do what you want me to do. Help me to follow in your steps. Help me do right, God. It says, search me. See if there be any sin in my life. Please remove that from me. Forgive me of that sin. And create within me a right spirit and a right heart. See if there be any wicked way in me. And if so, cleanse me from that sin and lead me in your everlasting way. Lead me in true paths, in your true paths of righteousness for your name's sake and for my name's sake, for David's as well. Because David's going to have an easier life if he follows God's direction. David would have had an easier life if he had not lusted upon Bathsheba. But God already knew he would. But God didn't design that. That's what you do also need to see. God does not create sin. Mankind has that in him. He's already made, he was made in sin and trespasses. And we have to deal with that sin within our lives and within our hearts day by day. And we too need to surrender our lives and our will to an almighty God. 
and trust in Him and be totally surrendered to Him. And that is not easy. That is the most difficult thing that you will ever face because each day comes with something new. Each day comes with something different. Remember, if it's something you think you can't handle, you got a God who can. you got a God who can handle anything. And he's working on your behalf. He's working on our behalves. Let's conclude this morning. We too, as God's beloved children, are just instruments in the hands of an almighty God. God has an ordained purpose for our lives. He's totally committed to better our lives for His honor and for His glory. He already knows all the events of your timeline. The good, the bad, and the ugly. God's all in to help our lives to be lined up with His will. He's all in. May we fall upon our knees and pray as David did. Lord, create with me, create within me a right spirit. Help me to commit my life to obeying your will. God is there to help us to be all that we can be. May we too be able and willing to pour our, our, our hearts and our lives to an almighty God that's totally invested in our lives for his honor and for his glory. I want to read a song that is written and recorded and sung by Shane and Shane and it says you've already won. Just re remember that those struggles and trials you've gone through or going through now, God's already won. Listen to these words. There's peace that outlasts darkness, hope that's in the blood. There's future grace that's mine today that Jesus Christ was, has won. So I can face tomorrow, for tomorrow's in your hands. All I need, you will provide, just like you always have. I'm fighting a battle that you've already won. No matter what comes my way, I will overcome. I don't know what you're doing, but I know what you've done. I'm fighting a battle that you've already won. There's mercy in the waiting, manna for today. And when it's gone, I know you're not. You are my hope and stay. When the sea is raging, your spirit is my help. He'll fix my eyes on Jesus. And I'll say that it is well. Oh, I know that it is well. I'm fighting a battle that you've already won. No matter what comes my way, I will overcome. I don't know what you're doing, but I know what you've done. I'm fighting a battle that you've already won. I know how the story ends. We will be with you again. You're my savior, my defense. No more fear in life or death. I know how this story ends.